is we're going to start looking at the chapter before the one we finished. We finished the last two chapters of Brachot. We're going to proceed backwards as we've done, which is now the sixth chapter of Brachot. Okay? We did seven and eight. Hmm? According to my records? Well, you're going to do six anyway. <laughs> uh, because it takes. I thought we were doing Shlosh Hashanah. No, we, we did. We did. We did. We, we did. I think we did. We did seven. We had to do with. Uh, with all of the issues of, of your kind of a zone. Yeah. When they can see one another and when there's somebody who's who's giving and serving and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, right? What? I must have missed the last one. The last one the whole year? Yes, at the end of last year. I must have missed it. We did. We did. I must have missed it. Okay. Um... So what we're we're going to do six anyhow. So it doesn't really matter. We did seven, right? Yeah. Okay. You scared me. Seven was all about Birkat Hamazon. You spent a whole year on Birkat Hamazon. Yeah. Okay. I just it sounds like we need a chaser. We should go. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> Hope you use the summer properly. Six one is going to be a different. Uh, what? What? Everybody all right with me? Uh, do you have any printouts? Uh, just wait a second. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. Everybody's so excited. Yeah, right. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do the sixth chapter. We'll start. Uh, the sixth chapter is the is dealing with the brachot before. Okay, not brachot amazon, but the brachot before you eat. And just a couple of introductory comments. The, if you recall, that is what's known as the Oraita. It comes from the Torah itself that you're supposed to do. Before the blessings beforehand is Midi Rabbanan. It's from the rabbis. It does not say in the Torah that you have to say Hamotzi or Oripriagafen or Oripriagafen or Oripriagafen. Okay? So we're, we're dealing now with something which is the Rabbanan. And what we're going to be dealing with is to a large extent not only what brachot are recited but what order they're to be recited what happens if you have different foods in front of you which ones do you say first, second and all those kind of things so that will be major part of our study over the next little while alright, everybody with me so far? okay so what we're going to do as we always do is to get an overview of the uh, entire section, we're going to look at the Mishnah first before we get to the Talmud. Okay, so for that, I do have a printout. Okay, but after this, it comes to the books. I'm not printing out uh, uh, anything after that. You'll, you'll, you'll need to eat a book on your own. Hi, come on, have a seat. You'll need a book either on your own. Go, go sit with Frank. And either um, book to look on with somebody. If anybody does not have a book and they're looking at what kind of book to uh, to purchase, the book that we'll be reading from is the one that... Anybody have the regular Steinsaltz here? Betsy. Okay. We'll, that's the one we'll be reading from. Just hold it up. It's all in Hebrew with the Steinsaltz commentary. Others, Fran has it as well. Ron has it. Okay. Others will have the art scroll one. Well, no, the art scroll is the one that. The one that Karen sent Okay, or Brad or Karen. We'll tell you approximately where it is. And still others will have the Steinsaltz, which has an English translation as well. And again, we'll tell you approximately where it is. But the text itself that we're going to use is the Hebrew one there. Okay? So. Thankfully, we're a lot of people. So, 
Let's pass these around. Sandy? If anybody wants the English to this, I'll hand it out as well. If you don't need it, hand it back. If there's, a, if there's one extra of the Hebrew, I'll take it back if people can share, just so I can get, save it for people I know who couldn't be here. Okay, well, either way. I would use it too, but it's easier for me to give it to somebody else. Now. Sure. All right. Everybody have? Look on. It's in the book. It's in the book. You'll just have to move the pages from page to page. Okay, there is English coming around too. All right, just to review, and again, I, 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 the, the Mishnah that we're going to look at, again, it is it's part of the oral tradition, the oral law, edited. What are you looking for? The English is. The English is with, oh, that's, yes, sir. The. the um, that's the Hebrew? Okay. Did you sign this already? Thank you. I'm going to take it over. Alright. I'll bring it. Very confusing. Give one to Jane anyway. No, you didn't get it. I don't know. Who's it? Betsy, you're a teacher. First day of class, the discipline is just out the window. I'm, I'm so afraid. You just to like nail it down, you know. You're the master educator. That's why you do adults, right? You expect, you expect the adults to pay attention. And that's something else. You realize the adults are the older age. They're going back to All right. So Mishnah, again, is the oral collection. Edited approximately the year 200 to 220 of the Common Era by Rabbi Judah the Prince. Um, it is not a book of law, it's a book of teaching. Um, and uh, to a large extent, it's the first writing down of the oral tradition uh, before we get to the later part of it, which will be the Gemara itself. Okay? And since it's all oral, we're going to have discussions, disagreements, and everything else that goes with it. Okay, so what we're going to deal with now is what blessings do you recite when you're going to eat something that grows in the ground, something that grows on a tree, something that is neither of those, etc. And what happens when you have different things in front of you which need either different brachot, okay, which need either different brachot or need, thank you, um, need the same bracha, but what, what order do you eat them? You'll see, as you'll see, this is actually pretty serious stuff, and I'll give you at the end a, sort of a printout of kind of a, the, the end product of some of the halakhic issues that are involved with it. Okay? Alright, so you can either start look at it from your, your, in your Talmudic section, or you can look at it at the sheet that I gave you in the Hebrew. Again, we'll do the Hebrew, and um, this is easy Hebrew to read because it's actually just Hebrew, it's not Aramaic, it's Manukad, there's all kinds of vocals, vowels, and everything else. Alright, we ready to go? We're ready to go. Who wants to start us off this year? Alright, Nina, go ahead. Okay, this is pretty clear. Okay, anything that grows on a tree, how do you say? Okay, Ketzad Mavarkin, what blessings do you say? Again, this is beforehand. Anything that grows on a tree, you say Borei Priyayets. You all learned that as young children. Everybody has signed in, looked at everything. Thank you. Chutz Minayayan. Wine in ancient times, the vine was something that was considered to be very special, holy and sanctified. It still is. Okay? As, uh, sometimes you'll get people who say, please bless the wine. We don't bless the wine. We use the wine to bless the day or the occasion. It is a vehicle. It is a cleave, a vessel to be able to use to represent Kiddush, wedding, as we've seen, or any other things. We don't, we don't have blessed wine. There is no such thing. We have kosher wine. That's a different story. Okay? 
If one is at a wedding, I would think it's unnecessary to have a bracha over wine if you have a bracha over the bread. Am I right? I go through this all the time with people who have bar mitzvahs or weddings. The DJ normally, you know, as they're ready to honor the zaydi who can do the motzi, will say, and now we're going to invite up Aunt Sarah and Uncle so-and-so and zaydi so-and-so to do the kiddush and the motzi. And I always say, there ain't no kiddush at a bar mitzvah or at a wedding. You can do borei priyagafen. So I tell people, if you want to honor somebody, do the borei priyagafen before the motzi. And then have somebody do motzi. But it is not necessary. It is clearly not necessary. Because mochi is the bread trumps everything else. Correct. Well, well, we'll see that. You're actually part, this is part of what you're going to study. But you could, as I say, if they're going to do that, please don't have the band leader say kiddush. Just grates me. Okay. Amongst other things, it grates me, but that's one of them. <laughs> uh, that book will come out one day too. Um, and the other part is, if you're going to do it, do it before mochi, when you really have to do bari priyagatha. So I have no problems with somebody saying you want to invite somebody up to because you want to honor them to do Bore Priyagafen, but just don't call it Kiddush. There come, somebody will play the blessings over the wine and the bread. Okay. Alright, I mean you all know this stuff, but this is where it comes from. So anything that grows from the ground, you say except pat. Pat is the Hebrew word, really the the rabbinic word for lechem, for bread. Okay? Except for bread, which you of course say hamotzi lechimina arts. Now, of course the issue is here, if you grow something in the ground and say or you grow something on the tree and say for group grows on the tree so that's actually where it comes from you don't take lechem from the ground what if you grow your own wheat? You grow, but you're not taking lechem you have to process everything in order to create lechem okay if you're taking vegetables from the ground cucumbers, tomatoes, lettuce that's, where, that's a finished product already okay but lechem requires our work our work. It's you know you take the wheat. That's it. Doesn't matter whose it is. Okay, uh, the flour and all the rest of it that is t- that is tied into the creation of lechem. And so it's really interesting that, that the words that they use is not hamotzi tvua, okay, and the wheat or something, but it's actually the finished product. That blessing we all know is the earliest one we learned. But it's the most in in many ways it's the most intriguing one. Okay. Prihagafen, even on the wine, deals with the fruit that came from there. It's not the processing. It's not bore priyayayin or bore hayayin. It's what was what came from the vine. But lechem was already dealt dealt with as a final product. Why? Staff of life. Lechem was used. We know in the temple precincts. When was it used in the temple precincts? The showbread. The lechem up, what's known as the lechem hapanim, and you also brought bread at certain times with the, the mincha or the bikurim, etc. Too, so it was considered to be obviously the staple, and therefore lechem became the final product which we have to work for. We're, you know, not being any of us farmers, we're kind of spoiled. You go to the bakery, you go to the supermarket, and you pick off. A, a loaf of bread and say hamotzi lechem in arts. You didn't take, take do the work to do it. You didn't make you and still you didn't you didn't take the stuff from the ground in order to even if you make your own challah. You're already dealing with things that were given to you. Okay, so I think it's just fascinating the way that it that it's used. Okay, next. Okay, a yurakot are vegetables. Okay, they grow in the ground, at least most do, not all. Therefore, you say bore pri adama, and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, bore mine dishaim. What is desha? Grass. 
things that grow out of the grass. These brachot clearly became, we don't follow Rabbi Yehuda without a doubt. Okay, These are the ones that we all learned preschool, in our homes, as soon as you went to Cheder, whatever school you went to, you went to learn. What bracha do you say? We are allowed to say, we learn that earliest times. The issue now becomes, of course, what happens if there are difficulties of not knowing where something comes from, or you have two things in front of you, one's a vegetable and one's a fruit, or two fruits, what do you eat first, and all those kind of things. The Mishnah stopped here, you know, okay, we have the rules, the general rules. Clearly now we're going to deal with some more of the specifics when there are uh, difficulties that are, that, that are involved in these kind of things. Okay? Yes. <coughs> All the way through, it says, who Omer, and I thought that was Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Yehuda. But here, again, it says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, The Omer is, is what's known as the Stam Mishnah. It means, these are the rules. One person says, a person says. It's not, it's not, a, it's not, it's the Chachamim, it's the rabbis as such and Rabbi Huda and Asi to a large extent who basically says this is what you say Rabbi Huda disagrees only on the last thing okay the rest is clearly the majority view majority view rules almost always we follow those as, as one would expect to okay alright so those of you now in, in looking in the regular Talmud move ahead to the next Mishnah okay because that's what we'll do next Beirach al Perot Ha'ilan Yatsa. Yatsa. What does Yatsa mean? Yatsa yedechovato. He fulfilled his obligation. So if you say there's a fruit that's growing on, on a, an apple, which you would normally say what bracha? Borei priya eats. Instead, you say borei priya adama. Is that good enough or not good enough? The answer is it's good enough. Why? The tree grows in the ground. I mean, doesn't take. Okay, the tree grows in the ground. So ultimately, it is borei priyadama in a more literal sense of where it comes from. Okay, so far so good. Now. Ah, yes. And now you have a tomato. And you say, Bore Priya eats? No tov. Doesn't count. Not, not appropriate. Why? <coughs> it's not growing on a tree. Growing on tree. You know, the tree grows in the ground. We all learn the song, right? <laughs> but if, if, the, if the vegetables can't grow on the tree, Lo Okay? Lo What does Lo really mean? He didn't fulfill his obligation. Doesn't it grow on a vine like a grape does? But the, gra- the vine is not, it's not a tree. The vine, the vine is not a tree. It grows. It's a plant. A tree, a tomato. Do you say the tomato tree or tomato plant? Tomato vine. But it's not a tree. It's not a tree. It doesn't. Not a tree. Even in English, we never call it a tomato tree, and we don't call the grapes grow on trees. I mean, just the language in English. Okay. Wait, wait. One question. Sorry. Any scientific classification of something as a fruit or a vegetable doesn't matter. Right? Tomato is scientifically a fruit. Right. It does not matter. Does not matter. You've got to go on. That's why I gave out these. It's easier to follow from here. Okay, it's this easier to follow here than you got a. This is just a of This is a compilation of all the Mishnayot. So, if, you, if, if it's easier than this, otherwise you have to move pages, and I, I can't deal with a different book. So it's just easier to follow from there. It's Memel. All right, and we keep going. 
the inclusive one of everything if you say you can't go wrong okay because it's inclusive of everything normally what do we say shakol for whiskey very good very good thought <laughs> what what did you say water milk anything that's anything that's not officially grown in the ground is not yayin that's not lechem it's the all inclusive bracha as such, all right. More than anything else, you can't go wrong by saying "shakol niyabidvaro." Basically, is what it's telling us. Now it goes back to tell us. Now, officially, you should say "borei priyates" and "borei priyadama" appropriately when you have to. When you don't have to. Meaning the kinds of things we just talked about, that does not grow in the ground. Now, one can claim that whiskey, where does whiskey come from? Uh, grains. Right. But they don't see it that way. It's, it's now a liquid. Okay? So that's a, it's now a liquid that people drink. And under those conditions, what happens? What do you say? Shehakol. Shehakol niyebidvaro, which again is this all inclusive thing, thing that happens here. Okay. Chometz, maza chometz. Vinegar. Oh, yeah. Vinegar. Okay. Novlot. Novlot are um, fruit thing that dry up and fall to the ground. Okay. Novel. Novel tzitz. Okay. It means things that fall. Valha govai. Govai is a kind of insect. Okay, you know you can eat certain insects. Okay, so especially locusts. Okay, if anybody's interested, go find out. Okay, so on those you say shehakol. Why would you think that you might not? What is vinegar? Hmm. Right, it's things that have that have that fermented. It's things that are fermented. Okay, it was something beforehand. Okay, it was something beforehand. It's fermented now, and it's not used as it was. It's used in a different kind of way, or not used at all. Maybe thrown out. Okay, the novlot. Novlot are things that are not appropriate as fruits. But if you pick one up off the ground and they fall off and it's dried up and you eat it, shakol. Isn't nuts like? Hmm? No, fruit, 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 perot. Okay, that fall off the ground. That all the okay, um, before they actually are ready to be eaten, before they're ripe. Okay, the alhagovai, the insects. What else could you say for insects? I don't know, but you know those kind of things that that um, that are locusts that you can eat. You say shahakol. They clearly don't grow on the ground. Okay, they're. When we don't really have a li- if we do, what other living organisms do we eat? Meat. 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 Uh, right. And what do we say for those? Shakol. Right? I think they put the locust in because that's typically treif. I think they put the locust in because it's an odd thing, just like chometz and novlot. Right? I think it's because they ate them. It's a good question. Let's wait and see. Okay, so Chalav, Gvina, and Beitzim Why do you think they have to mention these three? They come from animals, right? Okay The milk and cheese from the cow Or maybe the goat, whatever And Beitzim clearly from The chicken They're Shehakol They're clearly, according to this Shehakol um, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Kol She'ein Min Klala, Ein Varchin Allah. Okay, so basically, what does he say? Things that you would not normally eat: vinegar, okay, novlot, which are not ripe fruit, and you would not normally eat them. You would not say a bracha because it's not. It's like. It's not, that's not the fruit that you want. You don't want the vinegar if you wanted the wine. 
etc. And therefore, it's something which is now um, putrid in, in its own right. And therefore, you don't want you doesn't you don't want to say a bracha, because what is a bracha? It's using God's name, it's blessing, etc. This is now you look at the words he used. Instead of bracha, he uses lala, which means a curse. Okay, he doesn't mean cursed, but means spoiled in this case. Something which is spoiled. Okay? Under those conditions, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you don't do it. Again, the halakha is not according to Rabbi Yehuda. Now, if you're going to eat it, you have to say a bracha. It's good enough. It may not be good enough to put on the shelves of a supermarket, but if you're going to eat it and derive benefit from it, you have to thank God for that ability the, that you ha- that you're able to do so. Are you looking right, at? Let me just see. Anybody? Any questions? All right. Now we get. So we have a rubric. Now we know when Ha'etz is said. We know when Adama is said. We know when Shachol is said. We could go on and say, "Thank you very much." That's all we need. But what happens when there are complications? Okay. What happens? when you have different things in front of you okay, and you don't know which one to be able to say first is there an order? naturally there is an order let's see what that order is okay so he has all kinds of foods brought to him different categories of foods brought to him Okay, what is Mimin Shiva? The seven? The seven Minim, what are they? Pomegranates, dates, figs. Okay, Rimon. Okay, so, go ahead. What are they? You've done a lot of work with them? Olive, dates, barley, figs, pomegranates. Olives. Is it all? Wheat. Wheat. I missed one. Green and black. Did you say barley? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, honey. There you go. Okay, so the verse. All right, the verse is Eretz Kitao Sora. Okay, the 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 and Eretz Kitao Sora Gefen Teina Verimon Eretz Zeit Shemen Udvash. So it's important that we see the verse, okay? So we'll just read. Eretz Kita is wheat. Seora is barley. Gefen, grapes, wine. Teina, Rimon, pomegranates. Then the word Eretz again. This will play a role again. Zeit Shemen Udvash. Honey. Now this is not bees honey, it's date honey. Okay, otherwise it makes no sense from being a fruits of the of a fruit. Those are considered to be the Shivaminim, by which the, the seven categories of fruit, which are to be the ble- the blessings of Eretz Israel. And there is an order to them. As the Pasuk says. So what does it say here? Rabbi Yehuda Omer. If you have different fruits in front of you, and one of those items is from the seven fruits, you do that first. Okay, you give because that's a biblical verse. That's the the, the shevach, if you will, the praise of of Eretz Yisrael in that realm. All right. What do the what do the chachamim say? Whichever you want, meaning whichever one you like first. You don't have to do the order of doing the Sheva Minim. Okay? You don't have to do it in that row. So, we're going to see what that means, because some of them have different blessings. Some of them have Borei Priyayets, some have Borei Priyadama. We'll see in the Talmud what that means, um, and, and how to understand this, whether it means you, you pick the one that's Okay, means eventually out of those seven, or does it mean in general? Okay, and in what order, etc. The Talmud will eventually go into the Gemara will eventually go into that kind of discussion. But from the Mishnah, it seems simply you have different things in front of you according to the Chachamim. 
take whichever ones you want take whichever ones you want in those cases alright everybody with us now now we get to the yayin which is again has special sanctity and again yayin is used at different times we know it was used during meals at all times we get that from the Pesach Seder we know that we know we have learned that it's used in Birkat Amazon. You recall from all our discussions last year that Mivarech Alayayin. Okay, and we do that actually again at the Seder. The third cup of wine is Birkat Amazon Alayayin. You do it at Sheva Brachot, but it was the customary, at least in, in Talmudic times, to have done that at all uh, all the time. Okay. Okay, here's here's an example there. You before you do the eating, you're having a cup of you're having a glass of wine and you say Bore Pri Hagafen. You don't have to say Bore Pri Hagafen again with wine that is Amazon seems to be before Birkat Hamazon. In other words, they have an aperitif. Okay, you have something afterwards. If you've done Bore Priya Guffin once, it's all kind of part of the whole sitting uh, experience, the, the, the dining experience. You don't have to say it again. Now, parpered normally is considered a snack. Okay, a snack. Here, what we would say, the parpered lifne Amazon, what would you say? A four spice. A four spice. An appetizer. Okay? Okay, here. Again, in this case, it has to do with things that you have that are. You know, ancillary to the meal, a little bit after the meal in that cases, uh, etc. Therefore, if you say motzi, you don't have to say any other bracha. Right? As you know, you don't have to say it under anything. And but if you bless, if you say the parpered, which is probably boremi neimazonot, which we haven't really had yet, you still have to do berkatamotzi, which is why in most cases, if you're going to have a meal, the easiest thing to do is motzi at the beginning. You don't have to say other blessings. There's a question: as we'll see whether you have to, when you have the final dessert, whether you have to say either bore priyates or bore primanazonot or whatever the case may be. Okay. Okay, what's kedera? A bowl, a pot, something which is cooked, something which is cooked. So they basically said um, the parperet lifnechem does not also include masay kedera. Does not include also something which is cooked, which you eat during the meal. The four spice is the four spice. It's not the main meal. If you're going to have a main meal, you have to say the hamotzi or masek deira, something which is cooked, whatever the case may be. You can't say because I said uh, or whatever it is at the beginning. That's not that. That's not qualify as covering all the entire meal. Okay, just, just a wait, just a second. Just wait a second. Okay. Again, a lot of this will be going into when we get back to the Gemara and the Talmud said, what does that mean and how does it mean, what are the exact inferences, etc. But we, what we at least have an understanding here is the categories of the brachot, what happens when you have different things in front of you, what happens when you have to sit, you have to say one bracha or many brachot when you're eating, or does one encompass all of them? This is what the Mishnah is basically talking about. Is it important? It's unbelievably important. Okay, again, you go to, in our earliest days in school, they taught us how to do brachot. Okay? Earliest days in school, they taught us how to do brachot. And at home, we do the same. You know, which bracha do you say? Your, 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 your child, your grandchild got a piece of apple. Which bracha do you say? 
Borei Pirates. Okay. Well, again, so we've got to know this stuff too. Back to the wine. Is grape juice different from wine in any way? In the end, no. Um, there, the famous Chuva was written by Louis Ginsburg uh, in the conservative movement in the time of Prohibition, um, where he basically proved that grape juice is acceptable totally uh, as wine in, uh, in all times, for Kiddush and other, for all sanctified times. Does it have to be Mivushal? No, because it's not, it's not a wine. It's not a wine. It has to be, quote-unquote, koshered, which means, you know, Jewish hands, but there's not a Mabushal concept in, in, in grape juice. But it could be used anywhere where wine would be used. That's what, that, that was a problem of prohibition in the States. And they, they clearly was asked in the 29 or so, sorry, I forget the exact year, uh, Ginsburg wrote this very famous chuva having to do with the grape juice is permissible under all conditions. Okay, questions? Not an issue in Canada. Not an issue in Canada, right. Well, you know, we didn't have to worry about it. I guess I wasn't around. <laughs> All right, now. They don't have to worry about what? What happens now um, in terms of everybody sitting around? Does somebody say a bracha for you? Do you have to say a bracha on your own? What happens if you're part of a group? What happens if you're not part of it? It relates to the Rikadamazon issues we had. Right? Is everybody eating together? Not eating together? You know? Okay? Friday night, most of us, we all say Hamotzi together. Okay? I guarantee that's not normally the case if you're eating with your family on Tuesday night and Wednesday night. People are at the table, out of the table, on their... It used to be watching TV, now it's on their phones, or God knows what's happening, I've got to sit down, I've got to run here, etc. When we sit as a... As a what they call a Chavura... Yeah, we talked about table fellowship last year. And they sat as a group. One person saying the bracha, the other people answering, I mean, it's clear. That's what we do every Friday night, almost at our, I'm, I can almost guarantee at all of our tables, because we, everybody joins together. But that's not normally during the weekday. Okay, it just doesn't exist. In, in the, in, I can tell you with families today, and, and you all know that as well. So, Hayu Yoshvim Le'achol. They were sitting now to sit. Now, what we have to understand is, how did they used to sit? Bernie and Fran? Yeah, yeah, if you guys didn't know that, I know I was going to be in trouble. <laughs> right? So they used to, the same way as we do, misubin. Right? They used to have, lie down as such, and that's the way they used to eat. And the Talmud talks about which side, because which side is good for the digestion, which is not good for the digestion, etc. But that's, that was the way they ate clearly in this time period, in Roman times. That means getting together for a meal. It wasn't a snack. Okay? You know, you weren't eating over the counter or the sink to have a snack before you're running out. You were having a meal. And when you had a meal, you not only sat, you sat in a certain kind of way. So, and you're going to see this in a moment. If they were just sitting, which means it wasn't a leisurely dinner, they sat down because this one had to run over to choir practice, and this one had to be taken to, to hockey practice, and this one had to be taken to Hebrew school. It's, it's worse today than it was even when you were parents. Okay? Okay, all those things. But... If they were doing misubin, you all know the word, that means now they're having a more formal meal. Is that correct? Okay, a more formal real meal, and we have a more formal meal, then one person can say the bracha for everybody. Okay, here we have, we'll, we'll wait and see whether this becomes halakha or not. If you have wine in the middle of the meal in this case, and everybody's sitting there, everybody says the blessing to himself. Okay, if it's after the meal, which eventually will be lead us to Birkat Amazon, one person says it because they're now called together. And that was dealt with our whole concept of, of Birkat Amazon and how, how that's uh, done. Alright, what's Mugmar? 
finishing touch? No. 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 It's my, it's my, my, good try. It's like a perfume. Oh. It's a spices. Okay? Spices, but it's really more of a perfume. Why did you have a perfume? Food hmm? Food was spicy and? Smell. You ate with your hands. There weren't utensils. Okay? What was Mayamach, for those of you in present, Mayamach Ronin? was to wash the salt off of your hands. That's what it was for. Okay? They ate with their hands. And therefore, the Mugmar was, in a sense, a perfumey, a spice to. Okay? And you'd say a bracha. Okay? And the same as you do Boremi Nevisamim on uh, when you do Havdalah, etc. Okay? That's. And how would they create this? They would burn it over coals. Okay, and, and they would and it would give a perfume to the place. Again, the stench in those days was considerable in those cases. Next. What's maliach? Something which is salty. So let's say herring or something. And pat imo. And why? What are you going to do with the bread? Dip it in the salt, use it to... Do. In other words, what is now the kovea seuda? What is the thing that you really make as part of your meal? Is it the bread, which it clearly has its own necessities of washing and everything else, and mozi, or is it the maliach? Okay, there's what's known as the, the ikar and the tafel, the more, the real something which is critical, the important, and that which is less important. Go ahead. Okay, this is going to be, in other words, the pot, the, the bread is simply ancillary. You're just really mopping up. As such, you're not really eating the pot as a meal. All those great sizes, you need the bread to put it on. Okay, so the question will be this is going to be very important to us as we go down the line of what happens when you have all kinds of different foods. What is the main food? What bracha do you say when you have different things along with it, which are more to you know to take up the taste, to help the taste, or whatever the case may be? It's very timely today when you're grazing. Very timely. Small plates and right. That's it. Very timely. Pizza. Mm -hmm. Zeha This is the principle. Yeah, but that tends to be a main. Dish. Pizza tends to be the main dish. You're not eating 82 separate, you know, like when you... Right, if you have vegetables on the pizza, what bracha, what do you do? What is the main dish? The pizza. If there's a difference of opinion, whether it's mozi or mizonot. I do mizonot, my family in Israel does mozi. There are different opinions having to do with pizza, actually. Um, but it's not the vegetables that's on there. That's the tafel. That's a perfect example. That's the, You're not eating the, the vegetables... You know, you're not eating the vegetables with a little piece of pizza. You're eating a pizza with a field feelings of vegetables. Okay, zei kaklal. Go ahead. Zei kaklal. Kol shehu ikar veimot fela mevarech al haikar upoter etafel. There you go. Okay, so poter. Well, I don't have to say borei pre adama for the vegetables that are on my pizza. Okay. This becomes rather important, clearly, to say. Otherwise, we'd say, you know, oh, what's in this? And there's six different things in it. You'd be saying, what the whole time while the stuff gets cold. <laughs> you know? So, at this point, you're ready to say it. You have to say it over that which is the ikar. So that which is the main thing. That is correct. That is the correct. That's what many people do. Yeah, and then you wouldn't have... Correct. Correct. Well, we'll see about the, the benching. You have to say a bracha afterwards. Now we're going to get to the, the next part. Well, the next one that we lead is the bridge to the other parrot that we dealt with last year, which is Birkat Amazon. Now that we have sort of the principles of what happens before you eat, what do you say after you eat? Okay. No, achal te'inim. Okay, v'achal te'inim, figs, grapes, and pomegranates. Okay, and the shalosh brachot really is brikat amazon. Why? Because they were, this way at least, the Rabbi Gamliel felt they were very important. 
You recall last year, I think I, we, we dealt with a tshuva from my colleague, dealing with what you say if you don't have to, if you, you still have to say Berkat Amazon if you don't have bread, etc. Alright? Okay? So, that's what Divrei Rabban Gamliel, he holds. But the Chachamim say... Divrei Rabban Gamliel... Divrei Rabban Gamliel, period. No, Divrei... The Chachamim Omrim, Bracha Achat Me'in Shalosh. What's Bracha Me'in Shalosh? Instead of... No. Like, like. Huh? We say it every Saturday afternoon here. Oh, every Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is it? Bracha Thank you. Okay, which includes as if it includes Hazan and 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 it includes Bonei Yerushalayim, etc. Everything that it does not have pot. Okay, we I think we looked at it last year, but we'll look at it again this year. Okay, for the wine, for the. Etc. All of those are in there. Mayin Shalosh. Like, similar to the Brakat Amazon. Clearly, that's what we do for those things that are not, that are not pot. Okay? That do not have bread attached to them. Rabbi Akiva Omer. Rabbi Akiva Omer. Afilu achal shelech vubu mezono. Mevarech acharav shalosh brachot. All right. Shelech. Some sort of boiled dish. Some sort of boiled dish, which was, let's take it as chulant. Let's take it as something that's a full meal. If that's mizono, that you say, Rabbi Akiva says, shalosh brachot, which was the basis of our, our chuvav last year. Alright, you say, berkata mazon, even though you didn't have bread, it was your mazon. You, it was kovea suda. It, it included what the meal was all about, and since it included what the meal was all about, Therefore, you do Berkat Amazon according to Rabbi Akiva. Okay, if you're thirsty and you drink water, you all know Shakol Niyabidvaro, and you'll see people all the time, you know, before they drink, pious individuals will say Shakol Niyabidvaro, because again, water is not something you should take for granted. What is the whole purpose of Bracha? To recognize that you shouldn't take what you're doing for granted. What did you? You didn't produce the water. Even the lechem, you may have had your hands to create the the um, the, the lechem, the okay, the challah maybe, but you didn't necessarily. You need the fertility of the soil for the wheat. All of this ultimately says to God, thank God, we got what we need in front of us in terms of brachot. That's what brach, they're all known as brachot aneanin, those that are of enjoyment, those that we derive benefit therefrom. Let me finish the thing and then we'll come back. And finally, which is what we do after when we don't have Birkat Amazon and we don't have Mayin Shalosh. Okay, so yes, there's a because it's a halta v'savato ve'rachta. You have to say something. This one is the bridge to the next parrot, which deals with Birkat Amazon in particular. That's it. Leftover matzah. Uh, it, the answer is, it's uh, if it's if it's eaten, it's still motzi. It's still motzi. No, 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 no. The only time you do achilat matzah is a seder. The rest of the 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 rest of Pesach, you only say motzi. It's only al achilat matzah at the seder itself. Questions. Yes, sir. If I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for my lunch, is it mozi or? Uh, you have mozi. The mozi is, is the ikar there. The sandwich, anything with a sandwich, the mozi, because there's no sandwich without the bread. That's right. All you got is pe- jelly and peanut butter. You want to hold that in your hand? <laughs> I saw my my grandson yesterday eating, uh, having applesauce. So he was eating with a spoon. The two-year-old in, in Boston, Sammy. It was very cute. And then, so then I said, "Oh, you got the spoon." He put the spoon in his mouth, played with the spoon, and then the spoon fell. So the Avi said, "Oh, I'll go watch the spoon." Of course, then he went to his hands and started taking the apples out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why should he stop? <laughs> so the issue is, it's the br- the bread makes the sandwich. So the bread is the ikar. What if it's grape jelly? Okay, but it is a, are you having grape jelly on the 
the bottle or are you having it on something? Okay. It, if it's if it's on something, it's that that's the tafel that the ikar is what you're having it on. What if you're having it on a You would say mozam mizonot. So, what what I want to do is give you something else, and then we'll probably finish it a little bit for today, because this is this comes from a book, a guide to blessings. It was put out by NCSY, the Orthodox group. When did I pick this up? It was put out in 1974. So I've held it for a long time because you look up and you say, oh, what bracha do you say on X, Y, and Z? So you asked about raisins. Who asked about raisins? It says here, raisins, ha-eitz. Raisin bread, ha-motzi. Raisin wine, ha-gefen. Okay? Why are raisins that, that's what it tells. So, so the answer ultimately is you could say Adaman, you're okay, right? Yeah, that one doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you what it says. Hmm? It's like tomatoes. It's like tomatoes. It's like what? Like tomatoes. Yeah, fruit, but we see them as vegetables. So, I'm going to hand this out. This is a couple of pages from this book. You're right. There may not quite then be. One left out there, so you'll take, you know, so the couple, one couple will share, I think, but we're good. This book. This book. So what I, what I did here was, if you'll just look at these pages, I'm not going to go through them now. This is your homework. Well, you'll be tested on it in a couple of weeks. So, <laughs> all right. So, it, it, you know, in schools, especially in Orthodox schools, they have bracha bees, and, and they have all kinds of testings on brachot. Okay, so it's 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 a clearly big stuff. So, uh, again, if you look just to give you the, the categories, if you, the, I took off as you can see four pages. Um, what which ones are used here? Ha'etz, Adama, several fruits, which one do you pick first? How do you pick them? Main and subordinate stuff, etc. It goes on, but I felt these four will at least give you categories as we move forward to be able to um, to do this under those conditions. Um, Alright? You can read this. The common and uncommon concept plays into this. Like if it's a common fruit versus an uncommon fruit? Well, if it's an uncommon fruit and it's your first time eating it, then clearly Shachianu too. Okay, so that's that's the question. If it's one of the seven fruits and what? If it's not, for sure, it's called Shiritzeh, whichever one you want first. Interesting. Choose an uncommon fruit. Okay. All right. So I'm going to stop now.